And some of you are sitting there saying, yeah, but Shaq, like, 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 isn't that something that you could learn? Like, what if I, I, I never thought about becoming a teacher? Now, all of a sudden, I want to be a teacher. Well, let me ask you a question. Are you a good teacher? Because if you're a good teacher, then in all likelihood, teaching was something that God ordained you to be. Shaq. As you guys can tell, you know, I'm trying something new today. You know, previously, I believe it was sometime last week, I made it an exciting announcement that I'm going to get the video feed to my podcasts uh, up and running. And today is the birth of that. Amen. So I'm going to try uh, something a little bit different in terms of video positions. And, and you know, I'm just basically trying to see if this works. I'm basically trying to see if this uh, position is a good enough position for you guys to well receive the enemy, uh, not the enemy, <laughs> the uh, the information. And hopefully my body language is, is well received. You know, I, I know one of the most exciting things about uh, a video feed is that as opposed to a podcast, you know, the podcast is great. Don't get me wrong. But with the video feed, you know, you can see my body language. You can, you can uh, 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 kind of get a sense and kind of engage what kind of, um, you know, how I want to portray a message. And you know, I, the reason why I came up with the video feed is because you know, I my main goal is to help bridge the gap, and I want to create a more intimate relationship with you guys. Amen. You know, I want you guys to not only receive the spirit, but I want you guys to also see my face. I want you guys to get a sense of my energy. And, you know, hopefully this is a blessing for some of you. Amen. And uh, I know that some of you, you know, you don't listen to podcasts as much. And that's another reason why I made the decision to branch out to YouTube to branch out to Facebook Lives. I mean, I've been doing Facebook Lives before, but I kind of wanted to do it this way because with this, you know, I could put like certain graphics on the screen to make sure you guys can read and you guys can follow, you can pause, play, do whatever it is that helps you and your anointing and the growth of God. Amen. But I'm going to talk about today the importance of the anointing. I'm going to talk about this because I was having a conversation with somebody on Facebook, and one of the things that this person said was that she had explained to me that the title of pastor is just that, a title. And I responded by saying, it's more than just the title. It's the anointing behind the title. So I want to dive deeply into that, but before I get into it, I want to say a quick prayer. So if you guys will bow your heads and pray with me, Father God, Lord Jesus, in your mighty and holy name, I plead the blood of Jesus over this microphone. I plead the blood of Jesus over this podcast episode. I plead the blood of Jesus over this first live feed, Father God. Give me the words I need to speak, the wisdom I need to impart on your people. Help me become all things to all men through this 
through your will. I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of my listeners, my viewers, my followers, for they are your followers, Father God. Allow your spirit to enter me, allow your spirit to enter this microphone, and allow your spirit to enter this camera and do as you will. Let your will be done. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, guys, so going into it, the importance of the anointing. And I'm going to be reading from uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13. I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version, but it's pretty much the same through uh, this particular passage. It's pretty much the same in the New New King James Version. But here it is, in the name of the Word reads, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the shepherds, and teachers, he gave some to be those things to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. Until we all attain to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to mature to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Father God, in your mighty and holy name, once again, I plead the blood of Jesus over this message. Give me the words I need to speak and the wisdom I need to impart on your people. Fill this video feed, fill this episode with your wisdom and your knowledge and understanding. Let your will be done through this. Let many souls come and receive the Great Commission. Let many souls come and receive the kingdom and your amazing glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right, guys. So the importance of the anointing. So one of the things that I kind of explained to her was that a lot of people, they want to become pastors. For those of you who are following on my podcast platform, but don't necessarily know. So I made a video, I made a Facebook live uh, explaining um, the controversy behind women becoming pastors. And one of the things I said was that a lot of people make the decision to become a pastor because they want to follow or seek a feeling of importance. They want to be the ones to be noticed. They want to be the ones to, um, how should I say it? They, they want to be the ones to receive the glory and the attention and the fame and, 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 and all of that. And it seems that these days, you know, in the kingdom, the end all be all is to become a pastor. But children of y'all, what I want to tell you is that there's a difference between becoming a pastor and having an anointing to be the pastor, as well as the other levels of five-foot ministry, as well as the, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the teachers. And the difference is, is that you can't necessarily learn to be a pastor. You can't necessarily learn to be your anointing. It's something that you're born with. Now, what exactly do I mean by that? What I mean by that is this. A lot of people, they're going to to, to Bible schools, to seminary, to learn how to become pastors. But the truth of the matter is, is that if you're truly called 
to become a pastor, and I'm using pastor as an example, if you're truly called to become a pastor, that calling is going to appear at every opportunity in your life. And what a lot of people don't understand behind the anointing of a pastor is that it's not just preaching the word. See, one of the things I said in my Facebook Live was that Becoming a pastor is not about just preaching the word. When you're a pastor, you're tasked with the responsibility of overseeing the flock, feeding the flock, guiding the flock, protecting the flock, and making sure that they receive the daily bread and they receive all that God has for them. That is the responsibility of a pastor. And one of the things I said was that you can preach the word in all five levels of ministry. I said that Paul was an apostle and he preached the word. Ezekiel, Isaiah, and Jeremiah were prophets and they preached the word. The woman at the well was an evangelist and she preached the word. You know, Paul's assistants, Phoebe, the Thai sisters, Priscilla, along with her husband, they were ministers and they preached the word. So you can preach the word in all levels of five-fold ministry, but you can't learn these things. Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says that the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. So like I said, that calling is going to be with you from the day, from since before you're born, because it says in Jeremiah one, you know, God said, before I even formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were even born. I cleansed you. I sanctified you and are and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So if you have the calling to become a pastor, if you have the anointing to become a pastor, that anointing is going to be there at birth. It's not, you know, I'm just going to, you know, diddle daddle through life. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, oh, I I think I want to be a pastor. Let's decide to be a pastor today. It's not something that you can learn. If you've always had a desire to protect, if you've always had a desire to guide, if you've always had a desire to look after people, That's your calling. Please understand, that's your calling. If your calling, for example, is an evangelist, if you're anointed to be an evangelist, you're going to realize the gift in that. Like you're good at at building and fostering relationships. You're good at connecting with people. A lot of evangelists are very, very good at sales jobs. I used to date an evangelist, and she was very, very good at making connections, making deals, making sure that other people receive everything that they need. If you have the calling of a prophet, the book of Numbers, uh, the Lord says, if there is a prophet among you, I make myself known to him in a vision and I speak with him in a dream. You're going to have vivid imagery of what the Lord wants to show you. And you're going to be able to explain what you see in your mind in vivid detail. Most prophets have some sort of talent in artistry, music, performance art, or they're great visionaries. You know, they're they're, they're great 
orators. They're great pioneers because a prophet is a messenger of God. A prophet is going to tell you what God, the message that God has for you. And it's either going to be a message of salvation. It's either going to be a message of conviction, condemnation, or correction. And so that would be the, that would be what you would see a prophet do. If you have a, if you have the gift of, of, of teaching, then how that's going to manifest in your life is you're going to have a unique ability. First of all, you're going to have a lot of patience. That's number one. Number two, you're going to have a unique ability to explain things in such a way that helps people uh, digest and decipher and break down very, 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 very easily. And some of you are sitting there saying, yeah, but Shaq, like, 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 isn't that something that you could learn? Like, what if I, I, I never thought about becoming a teacher? Now, all of a sudden, I want to be a teacher. Well, let me ask you a question. Are you a good teacher? Because if you're a good teacher, then in all likelihood, teaching was something that God ordained you to be. You know, nobody just comes into something and they're not good at it. See, here's the here's the reason why the church is so is so divided and broken and people, you know, the world kind of thinks it's a joke. It's because you have people picking positions that they were never ordained for. They never had an anointing in. Like when you see a pastor who's truly anointed and a pastor who's not anointed, the anointed, the chosen, the people who are filled with the spirit, they know the difference. Make no mistake about that. They know the difference. When, you know, you could have, for example, a pastor you know, he knows how to motivate the crowd. He knows how to get the hallelujahs, amens, glory to you, lords. He knows how to get people screaming. He knows how to get people stomping. You know, it's one big motivational hype show to him versus the anointed pastor. All they have to do is say one sentence and people feel the conviction. Regardless of how the tone comes across, people feel the conviction. But of course, there are some pastors who, you know, they know how to motivate the crowd and they do have that anointing to become a pastor. But regardless of the emotion, the message is still going to hit powerfully when you're anointed. And it doesn't have to be you being a pastor. It could be you being an evangelist or a prophet or apostle. And by the way, you know, for apostleship, if somebody has the anointing to be an apostle, the miracles are going to follow them wherever they go. The environment, the atmosphere is going to shift wherever they go, because that is what an apostle does. An apostle is the one that performs the signs and wonders of the kingdom. Wherever Paul went in his first year of ministry, he performed a series of miracles that were amazing. He went from, I persecuted and killed thousands of Christians to now I'm doing the miracles and signs and wonders of this, of the kingdom. And so none of these things are something that you can just go to school and get a degree. And that's another thing, you know, not that I'm, I'm knocking Bible school, but you got a lot of people Picking things they have no business picking. For example, 
if God ordained you to be an evangelist, but you decide, no, I'm going to be a pastor. You're going to put, not only are you going to put yourself in jeopardy, but your whole ministry is going to fail. Why? Because you decided to chase a position that went outside God's will for your life. It's all for the advancement of the kingdom. But I want want you guys to understand this. When you go outside God's will, when you're not obedient to what he wants you to do, you invite the spirit of rebellion in your life. And God goes from placing a hedge of protection around your life to now you're doing it on your own. Now you're figuring everything out on your own and your journey is exponentially harder. So all of this works according to, to the will of God, according to the Holy Spirit. And you don't want to put yourself in a position that um, you're doing it on your own. And, you know, so I, I see I see it now because some of you are afraid of that. Some of you are afraid of, of, you know, the minute you go against your flesh and you receive God's will for your life, he tells you what to do and you go out and do it like he's just going to leave you alone and he's going to stand your own ground. And it's not true. The Lord is always with us. He told Joshua, I think it was Joshua 1, 8 or Joshua 1, 9. He said, be strong and courageous for I am with you wherever you go. I will not leave you. I will not abandon you and I will not forsake you. And so we got to realize that whenever we do God's will, he's always going to send help. He's always going to send backup. But you got to you gotta acknowledge the Lord in all your ways so he can direct you properly in your paths. Like it says in Proverbs 3, 6, it says in Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. And so when it comes to fivefold ministry, It's not necessarily something that you can receive a degree for, you can receive a certificate for, or you can receive um, an accolade for. Like you, you, you you don't go into Bible school for two years, three years, four years, graduate and say, okay, I'm ready to become a pastor now. No, that's not how it works. The minute you receive the spirit, as it says in 1 John 2.27, the same anointing which abides in you teaches you concerning all things and you don't need anyone to teach you. It says, uh, I believe in 1 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved that no worker may be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I believe it's 1 Timothy. It says it in Timothy either way. But that's the biggest misconception is that we have to follow what man teaches us in order for us to be well equipped, in order for us to be well equipped for ministry. You guys have to understand it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that 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 guides us, that arms us. And it's not just that. You know, I, I see so many people, you know, they just, it's, it's, it's one big ego trip. 
it's one big ego trip. It's like, you know, they 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 want to do what they want to do. They decided, oh, I'm going to be a pastor. I'm going to stand behind the pulpit because I see the pastor getting the attention. I see the pastor getting the accolades. I see everybody clapping for the pastor. I see everybody hugging the pastor and the pastor is so well loved. And here I am. I'm just invisible in, in the church. And see, here's the thing about being a pastor too, guys. If you're going to be a pastor, you're going to realize that it's not about you. It never is about you. Because when a pastor is tasked to guide the sheep, he's going to make sure that every single one of his sheep, every single one of God's anointing crosses the river before him. It's never about you. There are a lot of pastors out there. They make it all about them. And then what happens? They teach their whole congregations that I got to be first. It has to be me. It has to be about God blessing my bank account, God blessing my marriage, God blessing my my career, God blessing my house. It, it has to be about me. So now you created this culture where you make not only do you make people ignore and forsake their anointing, but you create this culture in which everybody is chewing each other up to get to the top. Or well, why? Oh, why does such and such get 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 to hold the mic today? I, she didn't do nothing, you know. She was partying all week last week, and today she gets to hold the mic. Meanwhile, I I have to pick up the slack for her. Listen, in all areas of fivefold ministry. You're going to have to learn to lead from behind. Jesus said, if anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. And no position of fivefold ministry is about you. So what is the solution? Children of y'all, let me tell you. The solution is you have to put yourself last. You have to do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. You have to learn what the will of the Lord is for your life. Some of you are going to be able to operate in more than one position, but it's all according to the Holy Spirit. You know, I've met I've met many people who weren't just prophets, but they were pastors. And I've met others who weren't just evangelists, but they were apostles. And I've met others who weren't just teachers, but they were prophets as well. It's all according to the spirit. I've met people who operate in four out of the five, three out of the five. And then I've met people who've only just done one throughout their lives. You know, be, becoming a prophet, for example, is not something that you can go to Bible school for. You're either receiving the visions of God. You're either receiving the dreams that God wants you to receive and you're going to you're going to you're going to be able to deliver the messages of God clearly and precisely in a way that depending on whom you're delivering the message to they're going to know that the message is for them and there are a lot of people out there you know unfortunately they use the gift of ministry for money they use the gift of ministry for cash you know the truth of the matter is Jesus would have flipped their tables, would have flipped a lot of people's tables over a long time ago. I've been a part of some churches where, you know, it's all about the money. I've been a part of some churches where they passed the offering plate four or five times. And then, 
you know, the service is six hours long and then the pastor doesn't even open his Bible until the last 15 minutes of service. Like it, it felt so lukewarm. A lot of people, they have a love for money more than they have a love for God. You can't serve two masters. That's another thing. If you're going to become a pastor and decide to start a ministry, you can't do it for the money. The money is the last thing you think about. But instead, what you're doing it for is the salvation of souls. What you're doing it for is the fulfillment of God's will in the kingdom. What you're doing it for is to gather the remnant. You're doing it to help the children of Yah rise up and serve the Most High God so that they're blessed and the people in their sphere of influence are also blessed. You know, that's one of the reasons why I came up with the title of Yah We Rise, because the Bible says the earth literally moans and groans for more of God's prophets and servants to rise up and build and advance the kingdom. The Bible literally says that. And so, you know, God blessed me with a ministry that I'm very knowledgeable in my spiritual gifts. I'm very knowledgeable in my anointing. I know what I was chosen to do. And every time somebody needs help, every time somebody wants uh, uh, the spiritual guidance, the Lord has well equipped me to do the work of an evangelist, to do the work of ministry. And so I can help people in their anointings. And with that, I want to say, this too, this is probably one of the most important things that um, I've learned. It's a lot easier to um, to show people who they are in the spirit than to simply tell them you have to cross off the checklist. Go to church, read the Bible, pray more, do more, because if as a prophet, because I do have a gift in the prophetic, if I can show people who they are and what their identity is in the spirit, it's going to be someone they've always wanted to become. If I can show person A that they're an evangelist, the Lord, the spirit of the Lord says you're going to be a great evangelist. You have you have an ability and a knack to make friends very, very easily. And you have an ability and a knack to rally people to a specific cause. The kingdom knows who you are. The Lord knows who you are. Some of us, we run from the anointing because it's the one thing we fear the most. Like the Lord has been calling me to become a pastor for the last seven or eight years. And, you know, I've always had a strong desire to protect. I've always had a strong desire to, to, to lead into God. I always wanted to be the go-to guy that anyone could come to in a pinch for advice or for help. I've always wanted to be the guy to give people anything that they needed. Throughout my life, I've always been told that I was dependable. You know, even when I had retail jobs and various different jobs, or even when I was just in the store and I didn't work there at all, you know, I was in the store looking for looking for plugs and for cords. People, they naturally were had this felt this instant pull 
to come to me and say, hey, listen, can you help me out with this, this, and this? That's what the anointing looks like, children of Yah. The anointing for what you were meant to do in the kingdom of God is going to show up at every single opportunity in your life. It is not something that, it is not something that, um, that you need to, to, to work very hard to find. Because here's the truth. Some of us are chasing positions that God never even intended for us to chase. Some of us are chasing dollars that God never even intended for us to chase. Even if the Bible says the purpose of the wealth is to gather the wealth for the kingdom of God, to build his covenant. That's why God gives us the ability to establish the wealth. But then you have some people, you know, for example, you have some prophets, they charge for profit. You have some pastors, they charge for services. They charge for Bible studies. They charge for conferences. They charge for all of these different things. Oh, it's like a $20 admission for today's service. It's a $25 admission for today's service. Yes, it's a commandment that we tithe for the kingdom because like it says in the book of Acts that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. Yes, and those who um, those who serve at the offerings of the altar also partake in the offerings of the altar. So, But there's a very thin line between that and greed. There are a lot of pastors out there that have mansions on top of mansions, cars on top of cars. They're very flashy with the cash. And this is an abomination to the Lord. Not only do they not realize the folly of their own kingdom, but they're also showing others who their God truly is. Because if you took away the houses, if you took away the cars, if you took away the money, Guess what kind of people they become? And right now, the spirit of the Lord tells me that he is in the middle. God is in the middle of exposing these very, very people who have no business being behind the pulpit. Men and women alike. The Lord doesn't care what your gender is. If you're in a position where you're deceiving the body of Christ, the Lord is going to expose you. The Lord is going to expose you and there's not going to be no hiding. The Lord is already starting to expose some people right now. I don't want to name names, but there's people in the industry that are currently being exposed. There's people in other popular churches that are that are being exposed. The Lord is in the process of exposing some people, and that's why it's important, children of Yah, to operate in your anointing. That is why it's important to understand what the will of the Lord is for your life. Don't get caught up in the glitz and the glamour. Don't get caught up in the motivational message of a pastor that it deceives you into believing that that's automatically your anointing. You say, oh, I like his position. You know, I've never really been liked. I've never really been received. I've never really been accepted. But if I could become a pastor... I feel like people will like me more. If I could if I could become a prophet, 
I feel like people will listen to me more. If I could become an evangelist, I feel like I could be popular. If I could move just like they do on the altar, if I could be a worship leader, I'll be more loved. It is not about you. Jesus said, if anyone desires to follow me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. You got to take up the cross. You got to surrender all of those desires, children of God. You got to surrender that, leave that at the cross and truly open your mind and open your heart to God and ask him, Father, please, what is your will? What is it that you would have me do? I repent. Forgive me of my sins, Father. Forgive me for being evil. Forgive me for following the ways of my flesh and not the ways of the spirit. Forgive me for walking in the flesh. Forgive me for every single act of iniquity I have committed against you. Forgive me for heartily offending you. Father God, I pray that you help me relight the lampstand. Help me show me the way. What is it that you would have me focus on? And how many people understand that whenever you hear the voice of God, you have your victory? How many people understand that what the voice of God speaks and what he tells you to do, he speaks in completion? Where he is is where your anointing lies. And what he has done is where your identity is. How many of us understand that? But that's all I have for today. The message for today was, I don't even remember, what was the message? What was the message? The message for today was the importance of the anointing. Yes, thank you, Holy Spirit. But I hope this video feed was a good was a good feed. I hope you guys got got something out of it. For those of you listening to the podcast, make sure you not only tune in, still tune into the podcast. I'm still doing the podcast. That's not going to go away, but I wanted to add the video component to it. Amen. But I thank you guys all for tuning in. I pray that you guys go sow in Jesus' name, go grow in Jesus' name. Don't forget to subscribe. The YouTube channel is, is Y'all We Rise. Uh, the Instagram too is also Y'all We Rise. You can also find me on Facebook, Y'all Revise Podcast. My name is Shaquan Woody. I love you all. Let's all grow in the anointing. And if you don't know what your anointing is, pray to God fast and make that a number one priority and understand as well. I love you all. God bless you all. And have a good night. Thank you.